0: Live opinions, descriptions, and accounts expressed on the Best of Times radio hour are those of the hosts and the guests of this show, and not necessarily those of Town Square Media or this station. Consult with your attorney, accountant, or other professional for final advice in making your decision. The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Jerry Caligas.
1: Good morning, Architects listeners. I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning into our show today. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about the insights of being a judge and serving on a jury. So stay tuned for some interesting information. It is Saturday, January the 31st. We are broadcasting our radio show today live from the studios of News Radio 710 Keeley, Town Square Media Station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. Good Good morning, Miss Angelo.
0: Morning. It's the end of January already.
1: It's the end of January. Gosh, time flies. And I got to pardon my. Tell my listeners out there, Gary has a little cold and congestion and feeling a little bit better today, but yesterday I was totally out, and I'm glad I didn't have to broadcast the show on a Friday.
0: <laughs> so you had no voice yesterday.
1: So very little voice. Today it's a little squeaky, and but you can change me, right? You can make me sound I like I can make it. you
0: sound fabulous, yeah.
1: Fabulous, fabulous. And And tomorrow is the... Uh, In Greek, we call it the Megalotope. The big game. The big game. (laughs) (laughs) We can't use the word that starts with an S and ends with a... L, R-L. Oh, whatever that that is. It's an L. Because our friends at the NFL do not like. You know the, that big game. That, that, that and big everybody's going to be watching. Everybody will be watching. I'm sure that I'll be watching the commercials first. I mean, the commercials are pretty cool.
0: I'll be watching the entertainment. And entertainment. I heard Dina Menzel yeah. singing the national anthem. Yes, yes. I love. My daughter loves that. So. Oh, and your daughter. Yeah.
1: Speaking of daughter, the Caligas family. You'll see it in the February issue of the Best of Times. We announce we have another. Granddaughter Yay. Claire Elizabeth Caligas was born on December 27th, and Tina and I, Papu and Yaya, were in Atlanta, Georgia, when little Claire Elizabeth was born at Emory Hospital in downtown in downtown Atlanta. You Georgia. know the granddaughters get spoiled the most, right? They do. Yeah. Yes, our. Isabel is our number as the first granddaughter, and Claire Elizabeth is granddaughter number two. So we're really excited, and uh, wish best wishes to the parents. And we look forward. We have already been taking care of little Claire Elizabeth, and uh, Tina has been going there quite often to help them uh, take care of the little one. And uh, she's she's a wonderful little thing, a little precious little of angel. Of course, of course, of course. Be sure to pick up the February issue, The Best of Times, at one of our 528 distribution locations. Thanks to the many of you for complimenting us about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a copy at one of our locations, you can log on to our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view current and past issues of The Best of Times. Be sure to pick up the Wednesday edition of the Shreveport Times in the Voices section, where yours truly has an article about senior living. It tells you about information to assist in your retirement years. Yes, the Shreveport Times has moved my weekly article from, from to Wednesday, from the Friday edition of Lanyette. If you have questions or comments, of course, do contact me. If you have suggestions for future topics, again, contact me at 318-636-5510. We are working on the 2015 Silver Page of Senior Resource Directory, which will be released on March the 7th of 2015. If your business organization or agency wishes to be included, do call us at 318-636-5510. The Bojo Council on the Bossier Arts Council, excuse me, the Bossier and Boomtown Casino, invite you to the Wine, Art, and Music event slated for Thursday, February the 5th at 5.30 p.m. This is a quarterly event that features wine, food, and pairings, uh, and including visual arts. The cost for entrance is only $20. For more information, call 741-8310. That's 741-8310. The book signing event will take place on February the 28th. This is for the author of The Signing of the Caleb Years by author David Ingerson On Saturday, February the 28th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Barnes & Noble located at 6646 Urie Drive. This book has been endorsed by many New York Times best-selling authors. What is on your bucket list? If you haven't heard about the term bucket list, it is a list of all the goals you want to achieve, dreams you want to fulfill, or life experiences you would like to try before you die. For some people, the ideas are grand, like climb Mount Everest. Others, it's travel to remote areas. Some want to adventure, like skydiving or learning to scuba dive. Or it can be as simple as just wanting to dance barefooted in the rain or performing a random act of kindness. Whether it's grand or simple, the best of times is interested. Please email your top five bucket list items to my wife Tina at editor.collegus at gmail.com by March the 15th for possible inclusion in a future issue of The Best of Times. Remember to log on to our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for listening to announcements made during today's radio show, as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by ABERS, Sunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealers.
0: Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas.
1: Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A Bears tending country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show is an extremely special guest is the Judge Jeff Cox, District Judge for the Bosier and Webster Parishes. He's going to give us some insights about being a judge and also information about serving on a jury. So thank you, Judge Cox, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Well,
2: Gary, it's really good to be here today, and I appreciate y'all having me here, and it's always great to write columns for y'all's... publication. I think we calculated the other day. I've been doing that about
1: 14 years. You have been. We want to thank you. 14 years. and That was when you were an astute attorney, and now that you're an exceptional judge, so we're fortunate. We're probably the only senior paper in the entire world that has a judge that writes a column for us. Well, y'all just put up with me. That's all it is. No, (laughs) we are very thankful, and you have a lot of followers in the best of times that read our magazine, both uh, in print, online, Line, iPads, Android phones, you name it. Uh, so I'm, I'm re- really compliment. You give us a lot of a lot of our readers and myself. I love reading your articles about some insights and and that's why I want to mention to my listeners. I was at an event and I just happened to compliment uh, Jeff and his wife Susan and about you know thanking for writing. And I said, you know, uh, he was mentioning about my he enjoys my radio show and I said, well, Judge. You want to be on my radio show, and I, I thought he would. You would definitely say no, and uh, and then when you said I'll consider it, and I think so, and I, I'm thrilled that you're here today.
2: Well, I appreciate you having and having me, and I I know that we used to do this when I was an attorney quite often because people would have questions that they wanted to call in. Unfortunately, I can't take questions uh, because I'm afraid that some of that may be specific cases. But I tell you what, Gary, I would enjoy if your readers would give topics that they would like me to write on from time to time that would be of interest to them so i mean i'm always looking for topics that hopefully is interesting to the publication and the readers in the area
1: well that's a good invitation send it to my email address or, or to tina's email address and we'll forward it to uh, judge cox there
2: so do you enjoy being a judge? I really do. It's a it's a very challenging job. It's a great job. It's a real public service job because I mean you
1: are serving the public in every way as a judge. And and explain to our listeners. I, I didn't know this. Uh, we were talking before the before going on the air. Judges in the state of Louisiana are. Elected. Elected. Not appointed. Not appointed. I thought some of them were appointed.
2: Louisiana state judges are elected. That is your courts of appeal, city court judges, your... Uh, supreme court justices and your trial judges are all elected now if we're looking at a federal level you're talking about a federal appointment by the president of the united states but louisiana has an election system where we actually have to be elected by the population uh, trial judges every six years the appellate and the supreme court justices are every ten years
1: and i'm glad you mentioned the tenure because some people think once you're elected you're elected for life i wish that was the case. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: But it's not. But we do have to go before the population, and and we're held accountable by the population.
1: Okay, and one other thing. Somebody mentioned to me uh, at a particular meeting, well, judges don't have to be lawyers. Do they have to be lawyers?
2: They have to be lawyers. Judges do have to be lawyers in the state of Louisiana. The only exception to that would be your justices of the peace that can serve, and they're non-attorneys. They are elected, but they're over very, very small controversies. Your city court judges... Uh, And trial judges have to have at least eight years of practice now. Your appellate court judges and Supreme Court justices have to have at least 10 years of of private practice.
1: I wanted to go into this in great detail, but we don't have time to do uh, Law 101 on the Best of Times Radio Hour. But I did have several questions from, I'm going to say, our friends that moved from other states to Louisiana. Mm -hmm. By far, the most interesting questions legally, they asked, Yours truly here, which does not know, you know, do at least quite about too much about law. He, this lady was at um, a conference I was at, and she was saying, I moved here from Texas. So why does Louisiana still use antiquated laws in our state while the other 49 states use... The same com is it common law? What common are, law. Wow. Okay. So help me answer. She's listening, by the way.
2: Okay. Louisiana came from French and Spanish traditions, and and we had French and Spanish that came here and settled in the state of Louisiana, and they were the first ones to settle in the state of Louisiana and so they brought their laws with them. Actually, French and Spanish law come from the Roman laws and Babylonian laws, and those are the oldest laws uh, beside the Ten Commandments that are out there, and those were codified, and actually, we follow more of the world than even the other 49 states because the 49 states come from English law, which is common law, and that comes from England. They're in line with English law more than we are a little bit. Uh, We have tried to move all of our systems so that we're in line with English law and the European uh, economic community. But we, are actually, we actually have some judges that will go and trade places with French judges on a program and actually can hear cases in France because we have the same laws. Wow. So, so what's the major difference? Well, the major difference is this. We have a codified system. What does that mean? That means that you can go and pick up a civil code, and it has all the laws written down, and those laws state what our law is and then their cases decided on those laws in other states they have laws but they have cases that make those decisions and, and determine what the law is it's called star decisis in other states so it, a
1: case determines
2: precedence
1: of what how a decision's made
2: it, basically it can so it's called star decisis And in the state of Louisiana, we go by a codified system where we know what the law is, and then we have to decide the cases according to what that law is and been passed by the legislature. In other states, they pass laws, but then cases determine how that law is to be applied. So, I mean, it's it's kind of a different situation. If you go to school in Louisiana, you learn the common law, but you also learn our french and uh, spanish laws and the codification of our laws under the civil codes uh, in the state of louisiana so we're able we're able to understand what's going on in other states like i went to smu to get my master's in tax law and while i was there the professor told me said he kind of laughed one day and he said mr cox you have the most secure job in the united states and i said why is that professor he said because you're a louisiana lawyer but you're going to know the texas and other states law because you're getting a degree from here
1: so <laughs> you, get, you, get the, you get the blending of it
2: the blending of it but we have come a long way because now we've passed the uniform commercial code which brings us in line with the other states we've passed some things that louisiana needed to do that was specific to the state of louisiana it brings us in line with the 49 other states a little bit better but we still have our french and spanish law traditions here
1: so who makes these changes in our napoleonic code within the state of louisiana
2: the legislature does.
1: Oh, the legislature yes.
2: right so they can make that it's through the law institute that makes recommendations for changes and those are professors and and lawyers that make uh, recommendations to change to make us better able and equipped to compete in the united states but it also keeps us uniquely equipped to compete in the world
1: so let's go back to your particular um, uh, jurisdiction. So you are a district judge for two parishes. So what type, What's your demographic or types of cases that you that you? by the judge for
2: well i am over i am one of six judges that are in bosier and webster parishes we have jurisdiction we have what we call a general jurisdiction which means that we hear every kind of case i can hear murder cases i have hear criminal cases i hear misdemeanor cases such as marijuana and dwis i hear child custody cases I hear juvenile cases, and I also hear uh, civil cases like car wrecks, uh, money damages. There there are no specific judges
1: that hear, like, top 20 things?
2: No, not, not in Bosier and Webster Parishes. We hear all of those cases, and they wow. all come to our district court. We have a very, very busy schedule. Uh, we were looking at the Supreme Court reports last year, and we uh, we have six judges. We had approximately 22,000-some-odd cases filed according to the Supreme Court reports for 2013, I believe, So that means that we approximately got 3,600 new cases per judge that year.
1: Okay, so how does it, you have six judges, so who gets to pick which cases?
2: It's randomly assigned. Every case that comes in is randomly assigned. It goes through the list, and it's just randomly assigned to the judges.
1: But can you, what's the term, legal term, I don't want to say because I have a conflict of interest. I know the parties involved, or? You can
2: recuse yourself, but there are very specific reasons for recusal, and you know, if you're an elected judge, you're going to know a lot of the people in the parishes. You, when you take this robe, it can weigh five, ten thousand 10,000 pounds some days because you're making Ooh. decisions that affect people's lives, and you have to take that very seriously. And if you don't take it very seriously, you don't need to be a judge. But the other side of it is you know people. You just disclose that you know these people, but it should not affect your decision.
1: Okay, so in, so those those cases that you are selected tell our listeners those who have never had the experience a lot of them see it on television but sometimes we that's not the true life situation so what does a judge do in that particular let's take let's take it being a, a, a criminal case?
2: Well a criminal case is the prosecutor is in the courtroom accusing somebody of doing a crime on behalf of the state of Louisiana. The defense attorney is there to protect the constitutional rights of that person accused of the crime. The judge is basically there if it's a jury trial is like a referee in a big football game is to throw the flag if either one of them gets outside of the rules and direct how they move the case forward and and make sure that the case moves forward as as proficiently as
1: possible so when when somebody objects that something said even though the jury heard that and you say disregard what they just said how do you know that the jury members actually did that
2: well they take an oath before they are sworn that they will follow the laws directed by the judge i I can't guarantee you that's like you coming into the courtroom or me coming into the courtroom we all have our life's experiences we all have seen things we've all heard things and it's difficult to unring that bell once that bell's been rung but what i try to do in my courtroom is say you can state your objection and then i have them approach the bench and then what i do is have a bench conference is what it's called they can argue their objection before uh, all of that and then i can make the appropriate instructions after i've heard it at the bench so i don't let the jury hear everything that's going on between the attorneys a lot of times because that prevents that bell from being wrong
1: so so jeff jeff the other thing about jurisdiction is you're in two parishes so the alleged crime or case has to be filed or take place in those parishes. In if, it, those parishes. If, it, if it happens in Cato, uh, you would not be able to be able to hear the case. Correct? Caddo gets south. So one. I can't ask to be move my venue to Webster Parish. Not unless it occurred in that parish. So I mean, I can't you you can't request a change of venue.
2: You can request a change of venue if there is a reason for a change of venue, like on a capital case. Are a very high-profile case where everybody has heard oh. what has occurred, but
1: it's it's not because you know the judge. I know not, Jeff Cox, and I want to move my case to Webster uh, Parish. No, right?
2: It's not because Rabster. of that. But okay. the other side of it is, we see these cases, and if you change venue, usually you change it to some parish from the South Louisiana, so that
1: you can pick a jury there. So, what is your m- most difficult type of cases that you hear? Child custody
2: cases oh. are easily the most difficult cases I hear because. I know that I'm affecting a child's life uh, until they're at least 18 years old and I mean I'm having to make decisions about parents and who's in the best interest of the child and I can't tell you how many nights I have set up till two and three o'clock in the morning just Praying, And I mean, I do say a lot of prayers before I go to the bench. I say a lot of prayers after I'm off the bench for wisdom and and praying that I did what was right that day and did what was right for that child. Because my job is to protect the best interest of the child. It's not to say which parent is the best parent. It is to say this child is in the best place that they can be. And... It's very difficult because a lot of times you have two really wonderful parents and you're trying to decide where this child spends their time. And that's very, very difficult.
1: Well, I feel for you in that. I know it would be a very difficult decision for me to make. But, again, prior prayer and thinking and and analyzing, and I'm sure you do that on every case, is uh, going, going further here, let's talk about, So there's an option of getting a decision by judge or decision by jury.
2: There is an option on getting a judge trial or a jury trial on felony cases, felony Felony. crim criminal cases. Uh, You can have that. Or in civil cases, when the dispute is above fifty thousand dollars, you can either choose a criminal. I mean, you can either choose a jury trial or you can choose a. Uh, trial in front of a judge, and attorneys make those decisions. Now, most of the times, the the attorneys make the decision to have a jury trial if they're able to have a jury trial because they want twelve different people deciding that than just one person. But there are sometimes that the legal issues are just so complicated that they they think that it would confuse the jury, and it may be better in front of a
1: judge. So you have to evaluate all those particular possibilities.
2: The only the only trial that I have to have a jury trial on is a capital murder trial, though. You cannot waive a jury on a capital murder trial where there is a death penalty on the table. So those are always go to a jury, and they always have to be a unanimous jury to vote for death.
1: We'll be right back with more information, but now a work from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the best of times radio while we're here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears Town Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer.
0: Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas.
1: Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A Bears and country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show a special guest is Judge Jeff Cox, the district judge for Bozier and Webster Parishes, providing us with some insight on being a judge as well as well as information about serving on a jury so thank you judge for joining us today here on the best of times radio hour thank you gary for having me
2: say that three times judge jeff cox
1: yeah i know it's a tongue twister judge (laughs) jeff cox yes okay continuing on i have had a lot of listeners and readers the best of times wanted to ask about serving on a jury and now that we've captured a judge here on the radio show we can ask him some some interesting questions about serving on the jury first question asked by a listener of the best of time she wanted to know she wants to volunteer to, well, to, to be a jury, to serve on a jury, she's never been selected in all her years, and she's like 71 years old. So what's the deal? I,
2: I really cannot tell you how many people want to volunteer to be on the jury. Now, there are a lot of people that want to volunteer not to be on the jury.
1: Okay, but no, but the ones that
2: volunteer. The, the ones that volunteer, we really would love to have them, but this is random selection. It's among the voters, and the clerk of court uh, does random selection. On every parish. In right? every parish. It's a lottery. is how you get selected. So because you have two parishes, you get two well, picks or one on there? No, we get, there's a clerk of court for the Bozher oh, okay. Parish. There's a clerk of court for Webster Parish. If I'm in Webster Parish, then I can only use citizens out of Webster Parish. If I'm in Bozher Parish, then I can only use citizens out of Bossier Parish. So we have to have a random selection for that.
1: And and you do not uh, discriminate because, I had one lady said, I'm not picked because I live in a senior living apartment.
2: No, we do not discriminate in any way. So they don't ever. have to own property? They don't have to? It is by voter registration. So long as
1: they're registered
2: to vote. They can be selected for jury service. Is there an age limit? You can be exempted if you're above 70 years of age, but you don't have to. Have to ask for that exemption you can oh. serve you can choose oh. to serve if okay. you want to do that
1: that's a new revelation because i told this lady because you were 71 maybe you weren't picked in the in the listing well yeah. you
2: can be age-exempted if you choose to use that exemption but you don't have to choose to use that exemption i've had people as old as 80 years old on a jury before
1: okay so going along though so that gets that little rumor away that you can volunteer second rumor is the lady wanted to know so how do I get on that big jury whatever it's called the grand jury the grand I'm sure jury, she she called it the big jury
2: that is also by lottery through the voters uh, voter registration they select names from the voter registration and call those people in grand juries are
1: per parish
2: per, per parish. county per parish yes sir so that would the, be Bossier Parish would have a grand jury and Webster Parish would have a grand jury Cato Parish has
1: its own grand jury and so these individuals. Individuals, how many of there are? I don't remember. There's
2: 12 that are selected to serve on the grand jury and two alternates, and they serve for six months at a time.
1: And they hear, I didn't know this, what do they hear? Well, they hear usually
2: your major types of felony cases, such as capital murder, murder, aggravated rapes, anything usually that involves juveniles, things that are very controversial or, or high-profile type of cases because the district attorney wants to make sure that he has a good case to bring before a jury.
1: So this is like a sampling of the case and the evidence to give that those particular district attorney the opportunity to present it to a... A full-blown jury and a judge? Well,
2: it is an opportunity for him to go out and get what they call an indictment. And they get that indictment, and basically what happens is they've been able to present their evidence. The defense does not get to present any evidence in the grand jury. It's totally the the uh, district attorney that presents his evidence and then the grand jury makes the decision as to whether or not that they will indict that person if there is an indictment then that is brought before the judge and the jury and the and there's a defense attorney that presents the other side at that point
1: okay so i think i'm educating gary colleagues, but also our listeners In the grand jury there's only one side presented
2: pretty much the only side that is presented now the defendant can choose to testify if the defendant he or she wishes to testify but that's usually not advisable before a grand jury
1: wow okay learning something new here so tell our so once this this listing of 100 prospective jurors comes before your your uh, your case here what's the next step
2: Well, the next step is we go through the exemptions and exceptions. They have to be able to be above 18 years of age. They do have to be above 18 years of age. They have to be able to read, write, and understand the English language. They can't be under indictment for a felony. They can't be under an interdiction, meaning that they're not capable of serving because of a mental infirmity. And uh, they have to reside in the parish and be, have been residing in the parish for at least one year prior to their service. So those are some of the things that we would excuse the jurors for. The exemptions are that they've been uh, they're above seventy years of age and wish to be excused because of an age exemption, or they've served on a grand jury or a petit or civil jury within two years immediately preceding their service. Two years. Two years. Anywhere. Anywhere. Yes, sir.
1: Because they could have moved, let's say, from Caddo to Webster. Yes, sir. So
2: they can say that I've served on a jury, and we can look at that, and we can exempt them. Most people, once they get on a jury, though, they enjoy the experience. I can tell you that I I have talked to numerous jurists that said that that was one of the best events that happened in their life, And you'd be surprised how many people see each other in the grocery store and everything. Now, I do want to say this, Gary. I've had numerous people that uh, have served on the juries before. They come up to me and they go... Hey, Judge, remember me and I'm at Walmart. Well, the first thing I'm thinking, did I put you in jail? The second thing <laughs> I'm thinking is,
0: did I take your kids away?
2: And the third thing I'm thinking is, do you have a gun? So Uh-oh. so if they served on my juries, I always tell them, please walk up and say, Hey, Judge, I was on your jury.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs>
2: And they have great memory to remember you, but you've gone through a lot of people, right? I see probably no telling how many people a week. So, I mean, I try to remember everybody, but I can say it's hard some days.
1: Well, I do feel for you. And today we're not going to talk about individual cases. We, you know, hopefully that's not going to cause any problems out there. But, I mean, being a judge, you have to make a lot of decisions, like all of us in life. But that, some of those, as you mentioned, are very critical decisions and have... have uh, have have effects not just now but in 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 the future uh but going back to the process so once once the 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 listing of gentlemen ladies and gentlemen for this particular case what does the then those individuals say? I have an excuse because my birthday's on Friday and I don't want to show showing up for, for a jury duty. So, what are you going to tell me?
2: Well, I hate to tell you, you're probably going to get to serve. Uh, you know, we will try to take into consideration if there is some serious, serious health consideration or something is happening outside of the unusual. But I can tell you, the last time that we had jury service, and this is an unusual situation. Uh, That was in December, and I was the judge presiding over selecting the members that would be in what they call the jury venari, meaning that there are potential jurors for any case. But I was also on the jury pool. So, I mean, I told everybody, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to enjoy serving on jury service this week. I haven't excused myself. Do you think I'll excuse you? Oh, good luck. Well, we served with another judge. The judge was telling me, uh, yesterday, that we have a jury pool coming up in March. And he said it's a one in a million chance, but he said now I'm in the jury pool in the same week. I'm supposed to be presiding over a jury. So... It's happened to both of us.
1: So it's purely randomly selected. There's no other conditions. And, uh, And the system doesn't know if you've served before?
2: It doesn't know if you've served before or how often you've served. I've had people that have been called like three different times in a year or two years. And they're like, man, I'm on the third time this year. Can you at least help me out? I mean, we know that people take away from their busy schedules we know that people have families we all have families we all want to be at home but this is vital service if we don't have this these people there we cannot do our job the constitution and thank the lord that we have the constitution that we do have in the system that we have in the united states but our Constitution gives us a right to a jury trial, and people bled and died for that Constitution and those rights, and, and we're very thankful that we do have that. Jury service is one of those both privileges because people bled and died for the Constitution, but it's also a duty under the Constitution that you get the right to a trial by jury in certain cases.
1: And so in order to continue the implementation, people need to, to step up and, and do their... their their citizenship duty
2: we need them and and you know we need them there because that makes the system run that helps our caseload push forward and we're able to process those cases the longer that those cases stay on the docket it costs the taxpayers of the state a tremendous amount of money so the faster that we can process cases the better off our taxpayers are and we try to process those cases as quickly as we can, uh, just from the standpoint that we are responsible for the taxpayers money. That's where the public service comes in and being very responsible.
1: But judge, the once those a hundred or so are picked, tell our listeners not everybody serves on the jury
2: not everybody serves on the jury because the prosecutor gets to ask questions the defense attorney gets to ask questions they may challenge a person for cause the challenge for cause would be because the person will not listen to the law or they have a preconceived notion that they just won't change now as i told you before the show i get to rehabilitate that person i get to ask questions at that point determine if that person is a good candidate or not and can be rehabilitated If it's a 12-person jury, each side has peremptory challenges. So basically, the prosecutor can use peremptory challenge, or the defense attorney can use a peremptory challenge and excuse that person, but they only have 12 what they call strikes of jurors to get that 12-person panel. And then we also choose two alternates. So, I mean, we are in a situation that we're trying to get the 12 best people that are most open and fair-minded people to listen to the case.
1: And, and and they need to be selected as quickly as possible. You don't want to let the, the, the jury selection going on for days, correct?
2: It depends on the nature of the case. We want to do it as as quickly as possible, but we've got to give all the rights that we can to both sides. It's got to be a level playing field. And that's what the judge is there to do, is to make it a level playing field where the people decide the case on the merits of the case and not on prejudice passion or any other decision sympathy or anything else it's to look at the law and apply the law and that's the most difficult part for a judge is that we have to put aside prejudice we have to put aside passion we have to put aside sympathy we have to look at the law and apply the law to every case
1: and and uh, let's let's let me give into some personal instance i've had the opportunity to be Selected twice for jury duty, and both of them were criminal cases in in Cato Parish. By the way, not in your, between your and your jurisdiction. But I will uh, I will also advocate that it was a great learning experience. And I I want to tell all our listeners out there that if you're if you're requested to serve you should definitely serve you know don't try to get out excuses it, it's a positive learning experience for you it, it's definitely uh, helping preserve our rights in america and uh, i i was felt and and don't be intimidated i was going to i know i know jeff a little bit don't be intimidated by the judge the judge is there to help you right
2: the judge is there to help you we are doing the best that we can in the courtroom we are human beings we bring We are not perfect individuals, and I always tell people in the courtroom I have a rabies shot at the first of every year, whether I need one or not. (laughs) But the other side of it is we're there to help. We're there to move the cases forward and do what's right. Uh, we do the best that we can we're not perfect all the time and when we think that we're perfect we don't need to be there so well
1: and and you need to explain when the jurors are questioned by either the the defense or the prosecution they're not there to intimidate the juror and i think you will step in if they're trying to be demeaning or 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 trying to lowly making the person that they're dumb or etc
2: absolutely we try to make this as As good an experience as we can, we do not allow demeaning talk. We do not allow demeaning questions. If it's something that needs to be kept private, we will even excuse the whole jury panel outside and allow the questions to be asked with that individual by themselves. Because there are certain situations people... Have families. They can't divorce their families if they're related to them, and there are certain things that happen in families that need to be kept very private that the public does not need to know. So we try to work with people to make it as pleasant an experience as we can. We know it's very difficult. It Nobody wants to sit in judgment of another person. Nobody wants to have to apply law to another person. And most of the jurors, when they walk out, they tell me, Judge, I don't envy your job because you're doing we had to make this decision today, but you're making these decisions every day. And they tell me all the time, I wouldn't do your job. A lot of people would not do this job because it is a very serious job and it affects people's lives.
1: Going back to the, to the jury, uh, I can't remember what the term is called, questioning. Uh, I had one listeners that wanted to know, is it okay for a prospective juror to volunteer information before the the two lawyers and the judge
2: most of the time the prosecutor or the defense attorney will ask do you have any other information you need to tell me and then that, that's their opportunity to tell them and it's okay for them to do that it's okay for them to do that or if they say do you have any questions or do you have anything you need to tell us i've had jurors raise their hands and tell us some of those things uh, there have been some interesting comments, I can say that, so, you know, I've, I've had to chuckle at some of the comments that have been made when, when they've, so judge, that. if
1: a prospective juror in the, in the, in the group, I of the terms there, um, says, I know the person being accused of this particular felony.
2: Well, then at that But point, they
1: were never asked that particular question.
2: They need to volunteer some of that information because we need to know that. Uh, they always ask, usually the prosecutor or the defense attorney, do you know these officers that may testify? Do you know this person that is on trial? Do you know the prosecutor? Do you know... Uh, anybody else in the courtroom. I don't ever a- let them ask if they know the judge because they may tell bad stories about <laughs> me. But, but the other side of it is uh, they will ask about all the witnesses and see if a person okay. actually has knowledge of a person and would believe that person. There's some people that serve in the law enforcement community. Even officers come and serve in the jury pool, and they have to be asked, would you give more credence to a police officer testifying than any other person? Well, the the person... Uh, you you want to weigh everybody's testimony. That's what you're supposed to do: is weigh everybody's testimony and see which one is credible
1: and which one's not. We'll be right back with more information. But now, a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Kiel, proudly presented by A Bears Ten Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer.
0: Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas.
1: Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A-Bear, standing country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is Judge Jeff Cox, the district judge from Bozier and Webster Parishes, providing us some insights about being a judge and also serving on a jury. So, Judge, this has been fascinating. Uh, I'm going to ask you on the air right now, would you be willing to come back to talk to us here on the Best of Times Radio hour because i'm not going to have time to answer all the questions that i have for you
2: well i will be glad to do that and we will do that down the road so i'll be honored to be back on the show thank you jeff
1: thank you judge cox okay continue i think when we were talking a little bit off off the air here tell us a typical week in the life of a judge at the court
2: well, I will tell you that we have a very busy schedule. On Mondays, we start with motion hour. If I'm the duty judge, uh, I'm responsible for all civil orders if I'm the civil duty judge, meaning that any order that's presented, I have to sign that. The, if I'm criminal duty judge, that means that I have to set bonds and I have to clear out the jail and then i have motion. what what, what does that clear out the jail clear out the jail if if we are setting bonds appointing attorneys making sure that those are processed so that we can move forward it's not to let them out okay okay. i don't don't want to say i'm letting them out i'm just saying that we that's what i thought you did we call clearing the jail because we're appointing them attorneys setting bonds and things of that nature if they are able to get a bond then i go into motion hour and hear motions from attorneys Uh, on Mondays, and then I have civil trials on Mondays. Do you do thumbs up, thumbs down on these
1: motions, or they're almost
2: automatically? I can say either granted or denied. I have to make decisions on those all the time. And then we have, that's just, uh, and then if I, uh, Mondays also, I do juvenile and drug court if I'm the juvenile drug court judge. Tuesdays, we handle criminal felonies, which can be up to 100 cases on that day. Wednesdays is misdemeanors, which can be up to 100 cases on that day. Thursdays, I have domestic and civil child custody cases. And Fridays, I'm back for misdemeanor trials and civil trials. You
1: have your plate full. It's a busy week. And then you also work on weekends and after hours.
2: We have duty judge on weekends that we are responsible for signing warrants. We are responsible. for oh,
1: warrants. Okay, I didn't think about that.
2: We go, to, we go to the jail. We actually have to set bonds on the weekends. We are responsible. Uh, actually, a judge is on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week for warrants at any time. It's just the judge that they can get to.
1: That is amazing. I I did not know that a judge is required to work after hours. I thought that you only have a certain 8 to 5 Monday through Friday.
2: I have been kept up all night if there's a big case going from, I was going hunting one morning, and I got called at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and 4 o'clock, and so I said it was just no use in going back to sleep.
1: Well, thank you, Judge, for being here on the Best of Times Radio. We look forward to having you back here on the show to continuing answering some of the great questions. And you've given us a lot of great information today. I know that I've been enlightened, and I know that many of our listeners out there have been enlightened as well.
2: Well, thank you for having me, and I look forward to being back on the show in the future.
1: We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Kiel, partly presented by Ebert, stunning country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer.
0: Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Jerry Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best
1: of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, Thank you again for listening to our show today. Join us next Saturday for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of the Best of Times at one of our 528 distribution locations. Please thank our sponsors and advertisers who support this radio show and our news magazine, The Best of Times. Remember to tell your friends and family to listen to our radio show next week for information that could benefit you or their loved ones. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show today. Remember to enjoy yourselves at the big game tomorrow, February the 1st, and around watching the, the football players. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day.
0: You've been listening to the best of times on 710 Keel. Join us again next Saturday at 9 for the best of times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K-E-E-L, Shreveport Mosier.